The time is now. What is the secret to success? Movement. People look at you strange saying you change, like you work that hard to stay the same. Like you're doing all this for a reason. Hard work. Yeah. Works. I'd like to welcome you to the latest Trainers Talk. My name is Donovan. I'm excited to kind of jump right into the conversation what I have with our special guest, Shelby Darrell. She is a budding uh, country star um, that has just released some new music that uh, is really exciting to see, you know, seeing her growth and seeing uh, how she's, uh, you know, really taken a dream of her to be a country singer and you know work with uh, artists and perform and open for artists like little big town in front of thousands of people so we've we got to sit down and talk um, at her family's home in calistoga uh, recently and we talked about that process of how you you know how do you do that how do you do something of like growing a you know a fan base and and trying to build a team to become a true top performer when it comes to a genre like country music. So she lives in Nashville and uh and so she you know she's really forward on this and and she has worked with some very accomplished people um to kind of get this going. But we get to discuss some of the ins and outs, the behind the scenes, the creative process in making this happen and um you know, I think uh you know, for any budding artists are wondering the behind the scenes of how some artists make their way, uh, this is a great podcast and a great interview to kind of get that understanding. So sit back, enjoy this conversation with Shelby Darrell. Yeah. Hello, boys and girls. I would like to welcome you to the latest Trainers Talks. Uh, today, I have a special guest. Uh, somebody I've, I've met uh, when she was 16 years old, uh, but she is a budding country star and <laughs> a country singer, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to her today. Hey, Shelby. How's it going? Hi. Shel- I'm so excited. So, Shelby, um, so when we met, you were 16, um, and something that was kind of interesting, you, even when I met you, it seemed like you always wanted to be a singer. Mm-hmm. or be a, um, a country artist. So w- where did that come from? That's crazy that we met when I was 16. I just was remembering that. I was a baby. Um, I always wanted to do it because my dad, I think it stems from my dad. My dad was in a, a country band, country uh. rock, when I was growing up. But I think I had gone to his shows and I like got to be around the energy, really, and I, I wanted that type of energy for my own career, whatever it was going to be. Um, and then as I got older, I started writing songs a little bit and kind of learning to play guitar. And then I was like, oh yeah, this is what I want to do. So by like, I think by like 15, I kind of had had that goal in mind. Yeah. And I was singing the national anthem in high school and yeah. I was doing all that stuff, but it was hard like to figure out how to do that really. Like I didn't know that you needed to be in Nashville, LA or New York. So that was all a learning curve I had to figure out as I got older. So yeah, 16, I was probably just like 
maybe writing songs. Yeah, no, and I, I remember the national anthem and, and, and seeing you, uh, seeing you uh, perform mm -hmm. uh, through your parents and showing me some of the videos. And we're nice enough to be, where, where are we right now? With my music? No, where, where are we in this oh, place? Oh, we're in my house. Yes. <laughs> so we're in your uh, family's home in Calistoga. And, um, you know, what's, what's interesting is that seeing, talking, you know, I was going to say this for later, but I want to kind of get into it now. What's interesting is that, you know, you're, you have a debut album coming out. Mm -hmm. And, but before we even get to that, I was thinking about, you know, your brother's a budding actor. Mm -hmm. Your older brother is trying to build his own wine brand. And those are different uh, kind of careers that are not always super successful. Yeah, the, 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 yeah my poor parents. And, really. But but actually, I think that's that's interesting. Is that it's almost an inspiration in a way because, you know, why do you think you guys are in those positions? Because they're very dream, um, goal focused, and trying to get yeah. to those those type of careers and be successful. I think my parents just kind of instilled that in all of us that if you work hard and you know what you want, you can get there. Yeah. And they will help. They're super super supportive, which is it is like. These, my little brother, I'm going to be an actor and I'm going to be a singer. And they're like, who's making money around here? Anybody? And and then my older brother is starting his own wine label and winery. I mean, they're big, yeah, big dreams. But yeah, they really just, since I was little, they, they said, if you work really hard, then it, there's no way you can't do it. So yeah. that's kind of, we've, I mean, lived by that. I have anyway. So and it seems to be working out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know. You, you currently live in Nashville, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I've respected is that you've kind of put actually action into place, you know? So it's one thing to have a dream. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to actually, you know, you have talent, but it's, it's another thing to have talent and actually put work to it. So what yeah. made you go to Nashville? Well, that's kind of what I started learning. Everybody in Nashville has talent, pretty much. I mean, like, it's hard to find something that's not good there. So... Those places, Nashville, New York, LA, are breeding talent every day and everybody moves there for it. So, I mean, I learned that that's where you need to be. I was living in Arizona, going to U of A for two years and partying, basically. Yeah. That was it. Hey. Um, which I thought was, I wanted that to be part of my life because I wanted to live through that area of it so that I could grow and learn that that's fun and that was a part of me in college but now it's time to be a big kid and do my career yeah. so I wanted all that but when I had moved to Nashville it was like learning that every single person is talented was really quick because I went to Belmont and that's a music school and uh -huh. I was like wow we're really in it now <laughs> it's like <laughs> I mean it's just so competitive and so what you were saying about being talented is one thing you really have to like cultivate relationships that are real there and there's a lot of grinding in the business part that nobody knows about, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, you write songs and record them and play shows and take photos and do videos and all that stuff that everybody sees. But the main work that I do is kind of meeting people and getting to know these people and creating relationships and making sure that they believe in me the same way that I do and making a team. And that takes, I mean, it's six years I've been in Nashville now. so. Yeah. It takes a long time to get 
all of that together. So that's just as much work really as the actual music I think is. Yeah. Just and different kind of work. <laughs> what what did you learn um, about yourself over this process of like getting to the point where you have your debut album coming out uh, shortly? Um, you know, that had, was there self-doubt in the process? Was there, yeah. ha, ha, you probably went through different roller coasters. What are some of the, what are some of the highlights and what are some of the lowlights that, you know, you were kind of questioning what you're doing here? Yeah. Uh, I'm a pretty confident person, I like to think, and, and I believe in my music a lot and what I'm doing. So there wasn't a ton of doubt, but yeah. it, I, like, you know, it's my first real release as an artist. So the only time that I've really felt like, oh my God, I'm nervous has been now that I have this whole team of people that I work with, it's almost like I have to do it for them too, you know? Yeah, so yeah. it's not just me that I'm kind of working for anymore. Um, and I care a lot about these people and I want to do well for them too, including my family. So there's a little bit of like, oh my God, I really hope it does well because it's all me basically. Yeah. I mean, it's like my stories and I wrote them and me singing and my face. And so I'm like, if people don't like it, it's not that they don't like everybody else. They don't like me. So yeah. that's scary for sure. But I think it's also like, oh, well, if they don't like me, they don't like me. <laughs> Yeah, that that's that's has to be a. I think that's a challenge in everything, but I definitely as a more public figure. Yeah. You know, um, talk about a couple, some of the performances you've had recently, and being out on stages that are thousands and thousands of people. What yeah. it, what has those experiences been like? Those are easy. That's the weirdest thing. It's like I get nervous about little, like shows that are like four people, you know, or little, I don't know, play the guitar right now and impress these people, those scare me so bad because everybody is like hyper-focused on everything. Yeah, but when yeah. you play those huge shows, it's like everybody's just there to have a good time. You're you're just kind of, it's nice weather, it's outside. They're waiting for the big show, so you're kind of just like, welcome. <laughs> you know, um, but they were really fun. I did, uh, I opened for Little Big Town which was, they're my like heroes basically. So yeah. that was that was a little nerve wracking because I was like talking to Karen Fairchild, like, oh God, you're, <laughs> I like couldn't talk to her. So that was cool. But that show was amazing. The Chase Rice shows were, were really, really fun because he's got kind of a rowdier yeah. crowd. So, I mean, you could say whatever you wanted and they'd go nuts. You'd be like, do, do you have a beer? And the whole crowd is like <laughs> roaring. So that was easy. We had a couple other shows. Jake Owen is part of my, he's an owner um, of the management company I'm signed to. Okay. So we do a lot of stuff with him and he's amazing and now has become a friend, which is cool for me. I just did a charity event with him and Larry Fleet. So I'm getting, I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at because I get a lot of really cool opportunities to, to kind of shoot out of my league a little bit with these people yeah. that I'm working with and singing with which is cool. What was some of those points within that you say were highlights in terms of connecting with people and, and like maybe even talk about a little bit more in detail about your team and how they contribute yeah. and stuff like that to, you know, yeah, the artists? Yeah, so meeting your team is really, um, it takes a lot of time. I think if I could tell any new artist also, like you need to take time for this stuff because yeah. you want so badly to like, get there, meet your manager, sign your publishing, sign your label, whatever, but like, and I wanted that. But then 
as it was going on, I was like very happy that I took my time with my team because yeah. I trust all of them so much and we're all on the same page and they all have the same kind of goals that I do. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to find, especially, I mean, music business is pretty rough, so it's hard to find like a family unit yeah. like that. Um, so for me, it started with uh, my manager, Autumn Legend. I was playing a, a like a songwriters festival in Key West and I mm-hmm. didn't have a team at all yet. I think I was with another publishing company that I was kind of talking to, um, but I hadn't signed with. And I played a show and she just happened to be there with one of her other artists. And then after that, she was like, we met back up in Nashville. She pretty much immediately was like, I have such a vision for what I, you could be. And mm-hmm. like told me, I remember the conversation, she was telling me things that she thought I could do with my career. And it was so in line with what I wanted. Yeah. And so I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll continue to work together. So we've been together for like, almost three years, two two and a half maybe. And then she's with Good Company, which is my management company. So they signed me on a year after I started working with her. And so that's Jake Owen, Keith Gale, and uh, John Andalina are my other, the rest of my management team basically. Um, And I love them, they're the best. And then we signed booking. There's a lot. Yeah. Do you want to know all of it? (laughs) Well, let's, uh, you know what, let's let's do this. We'll we'll kind of come back to it in in a way. (laughs) I think, um, you know, talk about maybe a couple of years ago, like as you're, how do you develop the muscle? And what I mean by that is what is kind of your weekly routine, your daily routine in terms of, because one of the things I understand by learning through your parents, reading a little bit more about country music, kind of getting more into it um, as you've kind of grown as an artist is that there's a lot lot of songwriting. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of time dedicated to those connections, building those. So what is the strategy in in doing that? So songs are first, at least that's how it is for me. Mm. And I think all of the artists that I really, really like are writers too, Mm -hmm. um, I've learned. And I think it's really important to have your branding and you can be a good singer and all of that's great, but the song is what is important to me because that's what you're hearing you know it's the story that you're telling and so for a long time for me it was just writing like a ton as much as I could with anybody I could I wrote alone a ton too and um just trying to get an idea of how I want to say things and what I wanted to say yeah took a long time and I wrote a lot of shitty songs and then I wrote a lot of good ones so it kind of sorry can I cuss on this yeah you totally can okay No, FCC coming out, you totally can. You can let it fly. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's, I think first and foremost, you need to get the right songs. And it took me a long time to feel like I had a a group of songs that I was really proud of. And also this this EP is a story from top to bottom of the same thing. So it kind of, it kind of was just writing that story for me um, that I'm proud of kind of. And uh, yeah, I think that's, the main thing that I would do day to day is write. Yeah. I mean, singing kind of uh, is a little bit second nature to me because I've been doing it for so long. I definitely practice piano and guitar and I'll sing when I can and everything, but it's it's really just writing. Yeah. And then the connections that I was telling you about earlier, meeting people is a big part of my day to day. 
like my schedule is full of just we're going to meet with this person from this radio and this label guy and this publishing person. So it's pretty much that right now. Yeah. And I work out a ton. <laughs> she does. She's she uh, she uh, she is in very good shape. Well, you have a family that is all in very good shape. So you got a good looking. Uh, <laughs> my crew. dad goes. Yeah, you got, you got good genetics. It comes, comes from the top. So I've, I haven't listened to the whole album, but I've listened to probably three or four songs uh-huh. that I believe are going to be on the album. Mm-hmm. And there is definitely a a theme. And there's, um, have you listened to Silk Sonics? Album? Yeah, I love them. So there is it. From what I've heard, it it almost has a similarity within. You're you're telling a story mm-hmm. um, throughout um, and. The, the the thing I was listening to it as I was, some of the music that I had already as I was coming over here. Mm-hmm. One thing that I can say really about it, besides that, you have a great singing voice, you have great soul in your your sound, but mm-hmm. it's very honest. Mm-hmm. Almost to a fault. <laughs> yeah, but it's honest in a way that's very. And, and when I mean honest, not just like you're just telling the truth. Mm-hmm. It's like um, happy first. Is that one mm-hmm. of the songs? Yeah. So. You're being honest that you, there's a little bit of like the jealousy of like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I want to be, yeah. you know, like that's a very true thing. Even as, as, as humble as you can be or as egotistical, you know, sometimes you're trying to be a nice person out yeah. in front. Your raw emotion is like, I want to get there before that person exactly. gets there. That's what I wanted really badly with these songs and how I write. I feel like a lot of people go through, I mean, I'm... I know I'm not changing the world with my breakup EP, you know? Yeah. So, but I do think that there's a lot of people that go through this, this kind of stuff and they think that they're supposed to feel and act a certain way to be mature, yeah. right? Like Happy First, for example, saying, I don't want you to be sad, I just wanted to be happy first, doesn't mean that you're an awful person or you're wishing them any harm. It's just like, come on, you broke my heart and then you get to move on before me and it doesn't feel, why don't I get to be happy first? And I don't think that you need to feel guilty for having those emotions. And I think that's, a lot of the songs on that are are that way. They're very vulnerable to exactly how I was feeling and I didn't want to dance around how some of those feelings aren't very pretty, you know? So I think that's what that EP is to me and I hope it could be to other people, but... So tell, so tell everybody what is the name of the, uh, of the project. The name of the project is Entertainment for the Brokenhearted, um, which we were kind of playing with to start when we were doing all of the, um, the shoots for what the covers would look like for each song and everything. I was super into like old glamour vintage magazines. I just think they're so cool. Yeah. And I liked, you know, kind of like the honesty of how those looked and how those were shot and everything. So I was like, I like that. Let's do that. So the magazine thing came into play. Yeah. And a lot of those shots were Playboy. Yeah. Like, just because they were these old glamour shots and they're so pretty. And I was like, man, I wish we could just call our project Playboy. And my manager was like, we can. <laughs> but we didn't think about, you know, being yeah. sued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went along with that idea for a while. And then I met with my lawyer and he was like no way are you kidding me like we're gonna be sued immediately and so we had to change the name um but now i actually think it 
it makes more sense. We were kind of making Playboy work as mm -hmm. he was a Playboy and whatever. Entertainment for the Brokenhearted is that's what these are. It's a it's a culmination of songs that I wrote when I was really really hurt, and I hope that can be something for other people who are going through the same thing. Yeah, you know, even if to just be like maybe you feel the same way and don't feel bad for it. You yeah, know? yeah. No, I think that's. This is why I think you, you kind of brush it off that, you know, you don't think it's going to change the world. But I do think, you know, when I'm going through certain moods, music is what kind of can recenter me. Hmm. And so it can be from a hyped up song when you're working out to, yeah. you know, you deal with people. I deal with people and sometimes things don't go right. Yeah. And you're like, totally. and you have certain songs that you listen to that kind of mm -hmm. put you there. Same. So... Um, I, I don't know. I think because, that's the reason why it being honest, I think is going to be something that draws people in. Good. Thanks. I yeah. hope so too. <laughs> um, so one, let's actually, let's talk a little bit about the creative process of just like making this album. Mm -hmm. So I've been to kind of put the context within, you know, I started to train you when you were 16 um, and then shortly over the, over the years, me or people that work work with me have worked with your family mm -hmm. from personal training and, and that type of thing, um, and so I've been able to listen some of your music through through your parents yeah. and uh, through through your siblings and stuff over the years or yourself, and they were talking about some of the creative processes of making this album, mm -hmm. and and you know how talk about you know you're a new artist. You're in situations with very seasoned professionals. Mm -hmm. How do you deliver your message of how you want the, the music to come out? That's very hard. <laughs> I learned in this process because I think when you're a new artist, I'm working, like you said, very seasoned like professionals from like the players on it to the producer, Ron Fair, to my whole team it's a little bit intimidating to to be like well this is mine so I should want it my way when you're working with people who know so well what they're doing um so that I mean like we definitely my producer is amazing and he's so so talented but we definitely had moments where we were like I had to butt heads with him a little bit because it was like he's so good at what he does that he I think he almost would be like let me just handle it, basically. Yeah. And I am a very stubborn person. Um, and I think I that came out a little bit in this process because I was like, no, I hear it this way. And I know I'm not a producer, but like, let me just, let me just try, you know, let me yeah. try hearing it this way. Um, which ended up being the best thing for us, actually, because it just showed that I think me and Ron both really cared about it because there was that much of a fight for what we thought was right for it. Totally. Um, but then it ended up like he did totally listen to me and I had to listen to him and then we came out with this great project. But I think if you don't argue what you want or fight for little tiny intricacies of, of how it sounds, then you're going to, I mean, I would regret it for the rest of my life. So it's definitely hard to talk to people who are that much more established than you yeah. and speak up. But I did it, yeah. <laughs> and now I love it, so I'm glad I uh, am a stubborn brat sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, the, fun, the, the, thing, the, the, the thing that kind of connects it and the reason 
I, and you kind of brought it up in talking about the creative process is that one of the things I wrote down is talking about when I first met you, how I respect it. And this kind of happened to me with, in my work, I kind of knew what I wanted to do within reason mm -hmm. when I was in high school. Um, but there's clarity. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like you can't talk to people who are more established if you don't have clarity. Right. Definitely. And you had clarity that you wanted to get into this business and you had clarity within this project, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, I think with you too. I mean, like when you know what you want, it's really hard to, uh, and you've envisioned it so many times, yeah. I think, it's really hard to allow your path to change too much. Yeah. And I didn't want to come off as too stubborn and like... You know, I wanted to give everybody creative control in their own ways because he is a genius. And I and I think I did. I just, there's certain things that I'm not willing to break on, you know? Like, I just I needed it to be the way that I saw it yeah. <laughs> in my brain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think clarity is definitely, it's like you dream up this project for so long. It needs to be how you want it. Yep. So, yeah, it was a long, maybe we started recording in April. Um, so it's taken a while to get it done, yeah. but I am happy that it took that long because now I, in my opinion, it's, it's where I had hoped it would be. So yeah. I'm really happy with it, but it takes a while. <laughs> yeah. And you, and it's something that kind of seeing some of the versions of it and, and I, one of the things I love that you did about it is that not all the songs, cause they didn't, not all the songs needed, but there was a couple of songs where I heard multiple versions. And one of the things that I noticed that you did, um, it's Ron, right? Who's Ron the, Fair, yeah. yeah. Ron. So you guys, you kind of had different versions, and then you kind of started to strip it back a little bit. Mm -hmm. And where your voice really came out more, because when you have honesty in the music, yeah. this is kind of connecting it all. When you have honesty in the music, you want to make the main thing the main thing. The main thing is that honesty. Yeah. And you can hear it when you, when you did that. Thanks. Yeah, that was the point, honestly. I was like... I love it. I think you're a genius and all of these things you put on it are so cool, but like I can't hear myself. Like I can't hear what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think for that reason, let's just delete. Yeah. <laughs> Not delete. He's a genius. There was so much great stuff in it. Oh, but no, I just he, wanted he to pull out yeah. more of that raw emotion. And he totally got it and helped get there and it's now I think it's where it needs to be. Yeah, he totally executed and flipped flipped some of the, the arrangements mm -hmm. and the profiles and how the sounds were, um, you know, talking about like, so one of the songs that um, I've heard for almost a couple of years and I've heard little different versions of it is Pick Me Up. Is that, mm -hmm. is that on this album? Yep. Okay. And <laughs> You've heard so many. I'm glad you're choosing the ones that are actually on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good, good. So um, I have a daughter who's 11, mm -hmm. um, and it's such a thoughtful, well-written song. Thanks. So t talk about that song. When did you write it? Um, what, what were you thinking? When did you, where were your parents and your dad involved in this process of like hearing it? When did they hear it? Were they part of the writing process with you? Or how, how did that, just kind of talk that story. I think I wrote it like maybe three years ago now, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I got dumped big time. And I was in Nashville 
I kept this song a secret from them for a little while. Okay. I don't know if they know this. Um, just because I, it, it, this song is so like, I mean, it's a song I wrote for my dad. Like I, I didn't yeah. know if it was gonna be, if it would work, if it would be too vulnerable, if anyone would even connect to it because it's so, um, it's so like unique and vulnerable to yeah. my dad. Yeah. So I was kind of like, I don't think I should share that one. But I was at a gas station and I was pumping. I literally was wearing his old hat at a gas station pumping. And I remember writing in my phone that line in the song of like, I'm just, I'm just so sad. And I'm yeah. like at this, you know, and when you're a little girl, it's like, I mean, you're a dad, you know, yeah. your dad is supposed to fix things for you. Yeah. And so I was in Nashville and they were here and I was like, I remember calling him and being like, I just need you to like fix it. <laughs> and he was like, what? okay, let me try. You know, poor guy I had to deal with my broken heart. But um, I called him a bunch and I just remember being like, I think he'll fix it. Eventually it'll just get better because he's my dad. Yeah. And so then I wrote that song. Um, I pretty much wrote it first chorus by myself and then I took it to a co-writer of mine one of my favorites his name is no b-sides okay. but he goes by yeah I love that he has a real name but he doesn't say it yeah um, that, that's, I love that I took it to him and he helped me finish it but basically the song is just about you know your dad picks you up your whole life when you fall or when you're you know asleep in the car and but at this point I needed a different type of lifting yeah know? and um so yeah, I guess it's just a song to him about that and just my homage to my dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, it will be in a lot of weddings. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make my prediction here. Uh, we have the timestamp, so if anybody... Father-daughter dances. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it will definitely he be. He likes to pretend that he doesn't, it doesn't get him emotional, but I know it does because we play, every time I play it live, I can see him. Yeah. And I'm like waiting for the tears. He's not a crier, but I'm like, Maybe this time I'll get him. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, I think, I think you've already got him. <laughs> Honestly, I think he's, he's, he just has a good poker face. Yeah. Um, that this is, uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to, to hear the whole project. I love the concept. I love the honesty in the music. Um, and uh, do you have, you know, we're, do you have any questions for me at all? Within, you know, we were just, just yeah. chatting and stuff. I love, I love talking to people who do their own their own creative starts to pass that they envisioned in their brains and when they were young and then I see it come to where you hoped it would so I'm is that how you feel about your business that you're getting to or you are where you thought you would be yeah you know that's a, that's a good good question I think um, I believe that uh, it's not where do, do I think where I should be. I think the the question more is, when you look back, do you feel like you're in the right place? Because sometimes when you're in the moment, and you're trying to grow things. Mm. You want it to happen faster, yeah. like you said. But then you realize you might not have been really ready, or the universe wasn't ready to put the right people in your life, right? Yeah, to be able to help you achieve the thing that was even bigger than what your vision is. Mm -hmm. And I think. Um, some of the things that we're working on coming up next year and and you know doing some things that i haven't done before recently that are more behind the scenes that will hopefully similar to you is like probably where you are two years ago of some of this stuff of 
like it's going to come to fruition and some of it's already come to fruition mm -hmm. there's um i mean to think that you know i have a team of 60 people yeah you know and all across napa valley and you work with multiple hotels that are luxury brands and okay. um so it's it's pretty it's pretty cool to kind of see that oh yeah we got we got the <laughs> The, the visitors. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, the, 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 the co-stars. Um, so yeah, so it, it is it is really kind of cool to, yeah. to kind of get to that place where you start to build confidence in what you're doing. People are connecting with your vision, mm -hmm. and and then you really are starting to see how you can truly, in a positive way, affect people's lives. Yeah, I think you have the best type of gym because I was thinking about this earlier. I am so bad at self-motivating in a workout yeah. you know like i'll go to the gym and all i'll do is run you know or like lift a weight for a minute you know but when you have like those team classes or or private training like all of and then you're doing like yoga and cycling classes there it's really cool to have something for everybody yeah which are my favorite types of gyms um because i feel like it's less intimidating to go and have somebody tell you what to do instead of being like I guess I'll lift that weight for a minute maybe yeah <laughs> and then run more you know yeah, yeah tell, tell I me. love it I think it's you're making a very cool gym thank you thank you you've I, made thank you I appreciate that and yeah we we are going to continue we see more opportunity within the space locally of stuff we're doing but I think um we're starting to do more reaching out to there's there's other hotels and stuff that have reached out to us to to work with them and and build their yeah. programs that um, have our name on it, which is which is really cool. Yeah, I have another question. Yeah, what would be the workout that you? We're flipping roles now. Yeah, yeah, I like um, it. I love it. What would be a type of workout or a workout class that you would want to implement, but haven't yet? Um, so I'll I'll give uh, two 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 parts to that. Um, one that's more immediate and achievable is is kind of having a kind of just raw battle ropes boxing yeah that type of vibe just like you know kind of hip-hop rock playing in the background kind of loud but you're just kind of you're just you're going hard for 45 minutes you're sweating you're yeah. you know that type of thing so i i kind of want to be able to kind of create a space and a, a way to do that um, the other aspect, and you asked a good question, so I'm going to give you a good answer, um, <laughs> is something I'm, I'm kind of toying with is the idea between longevity versus fitness. Hmm. Um, and it's just kind of looking at research, you know, I, I deal, I work with, you know, half my, more than half my clientele is over the age of 45, 50. Um, and they're thinking about that. They're thinking mm -hmm. about, you know, what is their quality of life going to look like over the next 30 to 40 years? And um, because of Napa Valley being Napa Valley, one of these kind of hubs, these places, kind of like Nashville, where, you know, you can meet really cool people, have cool backgrounds. You know, you end up finding different things in the tech space that are available that people haven't quite drawn out in a way that I think is approachable. Mm -hmm. So that's that's kind of the long-term thing I'm thinking about. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm sure they would love that. Yeah. I want that now. Yeah. I'm 26. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, I, I think I think by the time, you know, when, when you have, you know, 
three platinum selling <laughs> albums in about five or six years. I think I'll have this 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 program really dialed in, yeah. and and, and mm -hmm. you'll be. I'll, I'll be ready for you to be one of our uh, superstar clients. Yeah, I've been meaning to tell you I'm going to need one of your trainers for uh, for tour purposes. Okay. I'm going to need to take one. I'm not sure which yet. They can all interview. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to take one on tour with me so that I can uh, stay in shape. <laughs> yeah, we're going to we're going to make that happen. You, you think you're, you're laughing, but I know that's I know that's going to. I mean it. <laughs> I know. I know you do. I know you do. So we're going to we're going to make that happen. Definitely when you're. You're doing your 50 city tour and uh, you're out on the road and you're making it happen. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is uh, cool. Do you have any other questions at all? I don't think so. I'm on the spot. I don't have a clipboard. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> it, it, I know. It's it my job to come prepared. You, uh, your questions were... They're pretty had, good, right? They're, they're really good. So Thanks. I'm like, you have, uh, you have many talents, uh, Shelby. So <laughs> um, tell, tell everybody the, the album, again, the name where they can find out more information about you, that type of stuff. Okay. I'm Shelby Darrell. The album EP is called, um, well, okay, let me start again. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm Shelby Darrell. <laughs> keep both. You better keep both. Okay. And this EP is called Entertainment for the Brokenhearted. Um, it's supposed to be out first song on February 2nd. But that could change in the next hour. So February, early February. Yep. And then the rest of the EP will follow. Cool. And it should all be out by like April 29th, the entire thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, more information, my Instagram. I don't really use Twitter. Instagram, TikTok, We'll, we'll all link that. it all. We'll it's link all it all. Shelby Darrell. And all we'll, the same thing. And we'll be pushing it as it comes out and stuff officially. But yes. I think um, I'm also hoping that some of this... Uh, footage will be in the documentary later yeah. when you're on it will yeah, be when you have a cool netflix documentary mm -hmm. and stuff like that though especially the bloopers i hope you take none out i won't i'll i'll, I'll keep as much of it in as I possible like <laughs> so and uh i want to thank you guys for joining us and and shelby thank you again for sitting down with me thanks for having me awesome